I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are in Arizona 501c3, a nonprofit prayer ministry. We are a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the brand new worldwide broadcast studio here, located here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. And we're broadcasting now to Ireland, UK, Germany, Japan, Korea, South Africa, and have just picked up New Zealand. So wherever you're listening to today, we welcome you in the name of Jesus. I'm Pastor Davenport. And I want to thank you for tuning into our, today's broadcast. You know, there's much going on in the world today. And it brings me back to a time when we see things that aren't quite so clear. We've come through what I what I describe as political warfare in this country. America was never as divided. And it showed up in the election, even even in the numbers that voted. I believe it's time that we put aside the politics and return to God if this country is to survive. This is not a talk show. This is a Christian broadcast. But I must say that if salvation is to return to America, it will be the leadership of the Christians that leads us back to America and back to God. In Ephesians 6, we are instructed to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. That's in Ephesians 6 and 18. And in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, we are abomished and urged that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men and women. I should just say all mankind. Prayer must be the foundation of every Christian endeavor. And right now, that endeavor is to bring unity to America again. To bring peace and tranquility back to America. God desires for his people to be successful. To be filled with a full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will or his word. And to bear fruit in every good work. We then bring honor and glory to him. And he desires that we know how to pray for a, for the prayer of the upright is his delight. Proverbs 15, 8. I want us to know where we stand when we glorify God. I want us to know where we stand during this time of this plague that has come against our nation. And I'd ask you right where you are to bow your head and pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess your word concerning the healing of this nation. And I'm not only talking about COVID-19, I'm talking about this political warfare that has divided this nation. So again, Father, in the name of Jesus, we confess your word concerning healing. As I do this, I believe and I say that your word will not return void, but will accomplish what it says it will do. Therefore, I believe in the name of Jesus Christ that this nation shall be on a path of healing. According to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it is written in your word that Jesus himself 
took our infirmities and bore our sickness. And I come against that COVID-19 right now. And I come against that plague right now in the name of Jesus. You've taken enough American lives and world lives and we rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, with great boldness and confidence, I say on the authority of that written word, let this world be redeemed from the curse of this sickness, of this plague, and let us refuse to tolerate its symptoms any longer. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And devil, I speak to you in the name of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I say that your principalities, your powers, and your spirits who rule in the present darkness and your spiritual wickedness in heavenly places are bound from operating against this country and against the world in any way. I am the property of of Almighty God, and I declare America the property of, Amer of Almighty God, and we that come together as Christians in this prayer ministry, we give you no place in us. And we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, and abide, and we remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty God, whose power no foe can withstand. Now, Father, because of our reverence and worship of you, we have the assurance of your word that the angel of the Lord encamps around about all, all who claim to walk in your word and that they will deliver us from every evil work. No evil shall befall any Christian who walks in thy spirit. No plague, no calamity shall come near our dwellings. And I for one confess the word of God abides in me and I know that those that are listening to the sound of my voice will make that same declaration, that same confession. The word of God abides in them and delivers them perfect, soundless of mind and of wholeness in body and of spirit from the deepest part of their nature. That word is medication to those that are stricken in the, in the hospitals today with COVID-19 around the world. And it is spoken life through your word to the flesh for the law of the spirit of the life operates in those and makes them free from the law of sin and death. Cover them in the whole armor of God, and the shield of faith protects them from all the fiery darts of the wicked. Jesus is the high priest of, of our confession, and we hold fast to our confession of faith in the word. And we stand immovable and fixable in the full assurance that we have health and healing now in the name of Jesus Christ and everybody Everybody listening to this broadcast and around the world said, Amen and Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to this broadcast. Good morning. I'm in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Matthew 4 and 4. If you have your Bibles, please turn there. You should have your Bible. <laughs> Matthew 4, verse 4 says, But he answered and he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now, this is a broadcast and not a video, so you can't see me, but I'm holding in my hand uh, the King James Version. This is the wide margin uh, Bible that reference Bible that we have on our on our website. Now this book that I'm holding in my hand, this book will change your life forever. 
It will improve your health, improve the quality of your marriage, the relationship you have with your children. It will give you financial guidance. It will give you love, joy, peace, and hope. And it will give you a new confidence and power and a sense of contentment. I wonder how many of you out there listening today would, would like to have all that I just talked about. You can have all of this. As today, we talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of this morning's sermon, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make that change in your life. And then one day you'll be able to say to me, uh, write me a letter or email me, and you'll be able to say, Pastor Davenport, this has been the greatest year in my life because of the power in God's word that has been released in my home because we resolved to read God's word. Today, we're going to be talking about the Word of God. And this is what I call the bread of Christ. This is my favorite sermon of all times that I've ever preached. And I want you to eat it every day. I want your soul to become fat on the richness of the Word of God. Now read with me, please, Matthew 4 and 4, one more time. But he answered and he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God the Father compared this word to daily bread, and it, and it makes no difference how nutrient the bread is. How nutritious this bread is. It will not help you if you do not eat it. Amen. It makes no difference how good, how powerful, how enriching this is. In the, in the Bible I'm holding, it will do you no good until you partake of it. Praise the Lord. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone should be licking their lips all the talk of bread that I'm talking to today. See, I want to I want to present you today with the bread of Christ. The bread of Christ Jesus and let you let it make a difference in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, let us taste and see that the Lord our God is good and that his bread can change our lives forever in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Now, I hold in my hand the most powerful force in human history. The living, unchanging, anointed, truthful word of Almighty God. Now this book is beyond every book in the world today. It is beyond other books as the river is beyond the, a drop of water. It is beyond and above other books as the blazing sun is above the glow of a single candle. It is above other books as the Rocky Mountains are above a single grain of sand. The Bible says that this is milk for spiritual babies. It says it is meat for men. The message is it will meet the need of every person, regardless of the level of your spiritual maturity. Paul called it the sword of the Lord. In spiritual warfare, this is your weapon. It is the light of truth shrinking in the dark world. This book is authored by the Holy Spirit, which means it is full of authority. The reason the world hates this book is because it is filled with moral absolutes, 
Right is right and wrong is wrong. Light is light and, and darkness is darkness. Wheat or tear, sheep or goat, saved or lost. And the world doesn't want to hear that. This is not a myth. This is a book of miracles and of majesty. Hallelujah. This is the only book you will ever read that will transform your life forever. You can read Shelley and Keats and Ron L. Hubbard's book of, uh, of dynamics or whatever it's called of destiny. And you can read uh, Shirley MacLaine who went out on a limb or whatever that's called and her new age gurus. But friend, when you open the pages of God's holy word, begin to read it, it will, it will convict you of sin and make you a new creation, a new creature in Jesus Christ. Somebody give me an amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. When you read the word of God, it will make the sinner forsake his ways or her ways. It breaks the bonds of sin. The pages of God's word are more powerful than alcohol, crack, or cocaine, or pot, or meth. The pages of God's word are stronger than Playboy, Esquire, and the Inquirer magazines want to know. Glory to God. The pages of this book is stronger than the lust of the flesh. This book is more powerful than the demons of divorce. The book takes the pain out of death and dying. When you walk into, in, in, into the cemetery around Ash Fork or wherever you're from, you know that because of Christ's resurrection, there will be another day when you will rejoice again with those who have gone before you who lie in that cemetery. Those that are saved. This is... This is what I'm holding in my hand right here is the Holy Bible, King James Version. Of the, this is a two-edged sword. It divides the light from the darkness, the truth from the lie, and the meat from the marrow. This is the vein of gold that leads to the, un, the unending riches of God. This is the word of Almighty God. This, my friend, this is what we live a star of hope in a hopeless world. The world has become a sewer, and America is one of its gutters, morally and rotting with, with, with all kinds of disease. Look what's going on in the streets of America today. Divorce, adultery, drugs, uh, alcoholism, delinquency, child abuse, and Satan worship. Is there hope? Is there hope for America today? Is there hope for the world today? Yes. Yes. The hope of this nation and the world is reading the pages of this book. It's listed right here in the pages of the Word of God. Living the Word of God. Speaking the Word of God. Acting the Word of God. And not dividing the body, for the body divided is dead. Are you listening? The body divided is dead. And a nation divided is dead. Listen to me today, church. This church or this broadcast is sanctified by God. This is holy ground. And none, none will in, in, intimidate God. Not by gossip, not by slander, not by false association or accusations. This is God's house. And even on this broadcast, we are, we are just a part of Gospel of Faith Church. And it will stand. And the fire of God's wrath will fall on the enemies who are against it. I pray, God, let the fire of Pentecost come onto these towns, upon this ranch, and their surrounding areas. Wherever you are in the world listening to this broadcast, I pray let the fire of Pentecost come down upon that city where you are. Let the power of the gospel be released all over this town. This is a book of love, of mystery, of revelations, of prophecy. This is a book of life, of hope and prophecy. Say it again. One third of this book 
when written was prophecy. There is no other, there is no other book likened unto it. Other books talk about talk about things that, that have happened. This book, this book will tell you about things that are going to happen, will happen, and every prophecy that has come true so far, short of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> this is a book. Whew. Glory to God. I believe the Spirit is here today. This is a book of family planning, a book of financial counseling, the greatest sexual manual ever written. It's better than Master and Johnson. It's better than Dr. Ruth. <laughs> it's better than Oprah or Phil. Well, yeah. This is a book that causes demons in hell to tremble with fear. This is a book that has the problem, that has the answer for every problem facing this country and the world today. It is the answer to every problem facing your home and your marriage and your children. It is the word of God. Read it. Now I have to be honest with you today. There is a problem with this book. Many people don't read it. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved. Say that with me. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. We can divide it, some of us, but we can't get it back together. You have heard this said, that the truth shall make you free. Now I'm going to say something different. The truth shall not make you free I want you to know church that the truth shall not make you free I'll say it again the truth shall not make you free the Bible says the knowledge of the truth will make you free are you listening it's the knowledge of the truth if you don't know the truth the truth will not help you and as long as the truth is locked up in the pages of God's word, but you will not read it, it cannot help you. Amen. Somebody say amen out there. And if it, and if it hits home, say ouch. You see, the bread, the bread may be wonderful. It may be the most scrumptious tasting bread in all the world. But if you don't eat it, It'll not restore you. It will not energize you. It will not feed your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul. A pastor went into a junior Sunday school class and he, and he wanted to see how the Bible knowledge was, was being taught. And he knocked on the door and he went in and he said, Boys, I want to ask you a question here. He said, Who tore down Jericho's wall? One of the young men raised his hand and he said, Preacher, I didn't do it. I, I, I tell you, I did not. I really did not do it. And the Sunday school teacher said, Pastor, this is a good young man. I don't, I don't think he did it either. If you didn't get that, you'll get it in a few minutes. The pastor went to the deacons of the church and he said, I just came from the junior's Sunday school classroom and I asked the kids there, I said, I want to know who tore down Jericho's wall. And one kid told me that he didn't do it. And the teacher even vouched for him. And the deacon said, whoa, pastor, don't be so upset. We'll just take up a money a collection from the building fund. We'll move it over there and we'll repair the wall. Not to worry about it. Now, if you didn't get a laugh over that one, I'm telling you. But that's what's being taught sometimes. I want you to know that America's Christians are lacking when it comes to the knowledge of God's word. <clears throat> Jesus called this daily bread. There was a grandfather.
There was a grandfather who laid down to take a nap, and his honorary grandkids decided to put Limburger cheese in his mustache as he slept. And he woke up and he took a deep breath and he said, Woo, this room stinks. Went to the bedroom, took a deep breath, said, announced, Man, this room really stinks too. Went to the kitchen, deep breath, Whoa, it stinks in here. So he went out onto the back porch, took a deep breath, and he yelled, The whole world stinks. When you're away from the Word of God, everything stinks. But you are, you're the problem, not the world. I ask people who are, are at, at wit's end, gone as far as they can go, these, these aren't going to, it's not going right for their, them at all. And I'll say, are you reading the Word of God? Are you standing on the Word? Are you claiming God's Word as yours? And, and inevitably, they will say, what's that got to do with it? What's that got to do with anything? It has to do with everything. It has to do with life. Again, bread has to be eaten before it can benefit you. This bread may have all the, the, the vitamins in it from A to Z. It may turn you, it may it'll turn your hair black, your teeth white, uh, repel insects. It, it may cure diseases, but if you won't help you, if you don't eat it, glory to God. Jesus said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, this is a book to read, to love and to live by. There is in today's churches a desire for things that are not bread and things that are not meat of the Word of God. There is something I call the sweet tooth theology. The sweet tooth theology. How many of you love sweets, fudge, pies, cakes, cookies? The rest of you are fibbing out there, I can tell, and I can't even see you through this broadcast. Sweets are wonderful, like fudge. One bite of fudge is wonderful. Five pounds of fudge will make you sick. You know how I know that? <laughs> the spiritual parallel is this. Paul says in the last generation, there will be people with itching ears. They want to hear a sugar and coat uh, sweet tooth sermon. I call it sugar and spice and everything's nice sermon. They want to know how they can become rich without righteousness. They want to know how to be happy without holiness. They want a testimony without a test. They want a crown without a cross. You don't listen to me. You can't. You can't have that. Listen to me, church. When you open the pages of God's living word, it talks about discipline. It talks about obedience. It talks about perseverance. It talks about excellence. There is no possibility of seeing heaven without the discipline of the cross. We are living in a generation that lives in, in a Christless Christianity, a form that's without a force. We have a Christianity that is pursuing everything but the Word of God. And we are hearing things today on television and in the churches that are not of God. It's not of God. There are people saying things just to fill the churches, or better yet, just to fill their offering tray. There are those in God's house today that are preaching heresy. And there's no place for it in God's house. In Jesus' name. Until the house of God begins to read God's word, there will be confusion, distress, and fear. Daniel was in captivity, and he said to Nebuchadnezzar, put your people on a rich food diet. As for us, Daniel said, we will, we will take a, a meat and potatoes diet. And in 10 days, we'll see who looks best. And in 10 days, Daniel's group won the beauty contest. It's biblical proof that you are what you eat. Say that with me. You are what you eat. You cannot live like hell 
all week and come to church and stand and sing amazing grace, how sweet the sound without wanting to throw up. It's not possible because what is in you is rotten and filthy and, and, and corrupt if that's the way you live. And this is not. You can't have it both ways. You cannot go together. They're oil and water. You cannot get drunk, do drugs, beat your wife or your child, commit adultery, and then come to church on Sunday and, and, and hear a, a gospel being preached and not get angry. A woman said to me the other day, Pastor, there are those in, in Ashford who hate you. I said, I know. They have to get in line. <laughs> but be patient because it's a long, long, long line. And I said, why? She said, because years this, for years, this has been a, a, a sweet, quiet, sleepy little town. And you're causing the other churches to get back to the job of preaching the word of God. And some people like complacency and non-committing. Listen to me. The Lord Jesus Christ says, it, it's, it, if you're cold or lukewarm, I will spew you out. I will spew you out. He said, it's your, if you're not on fire for God, he would just spew you out of his mouth. You can't tell smutty jokes all week long at work and then come in here and receive the Holy Spirit on Sunday. You cannot steal your tithes and offerings from God and then expect God's blessing on your finances. Malachi 3 says, God has you tested as a uh, listed as a thief on the bulletin board of heaven. Husband, you cannot abuse your wife and feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Wife, you cannot ignore your husband, your home, and your children and have the blessings of God. It doesn't work. One wife said, we married for better or worse. I couldn't do worse and he couldn't do better. There must be a return to the meat and the potatoes of the word of God. There must be a, a return to the milk, the meat, and the bread of the word of God. And we must gain the substance of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise today. Praise Jesus. The generation that has, has preferred to, to merely play church is over. I'm going to say it again. This generation that has preferred to merely play church is over. The year of the Lord is at hand. The year of salvation, the year of revival, the year of great drawing back into the house of God is at hand. Hallelujah. And we must search the scriptures for it is through them that we will come through this storm. We will weather the storm with Jesus. When fasting is as popular as feasting, signs and wonders will follow the ministry of the church. When giving and, and living and tithing and telling and witnessing and winning become the basic diet for all, then praise be to God. The church will have another Pentecost. And the world will say these are they that turn the world upside down. Glory to God. That's my prayer for Gospel of Faith Church this day. These then... These then are those who lit the fire of Pentecost. King David said, blessed is the man or the woman whose delight is in the law of the Lord. I'm paraphrasing. That's God's word. And in whose law he meditates day and night. Paul says we should pray without ceasing. Without a knowledge of the word of God, your prayer life is a waste of time. In John chapter 5, verse 17 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Say that with me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. In John 9, 31 says, And knew we knew, ah, excuse me, John 9.31 says, And now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man, 
and we're talking about mankind here, if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, God hears him. How do you know that the will of God, you know that the will of God by reading the word of God. If God's word, God speaks. In God's word, God speaks, glory to God. In prayer, I speak to God. This is the method of communication. Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father, save by the Son. The word of God is my inheritance. Say that with me. The word of God is my inheritance. How many of you have a will? Let's see your hands. Well, I can't see your hands, but I just wonder if you could raise your hands out there. If you have anything of value, you need a will, correct? A wealthy father died, and he, and he left a will. And his family went to the attorney to hear the reading of the will. And the lawyer read to my wife, I leave the mansion, the Rolls Royce, and the country estates. And to my daughter, I leave the Learjet, the Paris condo, and to my hippie son-in-law, who thinks health is better than wealth, I leave my sun lamp. <laughs> I went to the lawyer's office with some folks who needed spiritual counseling. Took some 200 pages for the man to say, I leave everything to my wife. Lawyers are the only people I know who will write 200 pages of words that no one can understand <coughs> and then has the gall enough to call it a brief. <coughs> Excuse me. What if your earthly father was or had been a, a, a multi-billionaire and, and he let... let left it all to you, but you were too busy to read his will. Think about that. Let's say it again. What if your earthly father, your dad, had been a multi-billionaire and he left every single cent to you, but you were too busy to read his will? Now picture yourself covered in, in filthy rags, living in some alley, eating out of some garbage can, fighting dogs and cats and rats for the for the maggot-eating scraps. There you are in the rags, eating out of a garbage can when you could be living in a mansion, flying to Paris for lunch, Switzerland for dinner, just because you would wanted, because you hadn't read the will. But you can't because you were too lazy to read the will. Your heavenly Father has a will. And here it is. And written in the pages of this will, he says, he owns it all. The universe is his. And I'm looking at his heirs right now, or talking to his heirs right now. His sons, his daughters. And some of you are, are, are rummaging through spiritual garbage cans, <coughs> not living up to the inheritance of the Father. You are spiritually weak. You are spiritually sick. You are tormented. You're restless. Your, 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 your children and grandchildren have become prisoners of this world. Marriages are dead and dying. And families are scattered. You're in financial distress simply because you have not obeyed the word of God. And you're not reading it. See, the devil has beguiled you. He has beguiled you into not reading God's word. Why? Because with this book, you can identify Satan for what he really truly is. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies. And this book, it exposes him as that. This book tells you how to defeat when you're going through the crisis of your life. It'll tell you how to defeat the devil. When Satan comes to you and he says, give up, you're defeated. 
When you read the pages of this book, it tells you greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Say that with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. When Satan comes to you and says, be afraid, you're not going to succeed. The pages of this book says God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound, sound mind. Hallelujah. When Satan comes to you and says, you're whipped. Say, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Get out of my life, devil. I'm a child of the king. Praise the Lord. Can you give him praise out there today? Why is it? You can read some of this brainless national uh, uh, magazines that are on the newsstand as you leave the, the supermarket. You can read romance novels, Zane Gray, but you can't read the Holy Bible. When you pick up the Holy Bible, this book I'm holding in my hand right now, whew, the dog's back, the cats climb the walls, people knock on the door, you begin to yawn and fall asleep, and it's only 10 o'clock in the morning. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you to read this book. This book says you and your heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Listen, my friends. The royal blood of heaven flows through your veins. You are, you are created a little lower than the angels in heaven. God is your father. Heaven is your home. And ye are a children of the king. Hallelujah. Here is the, here in, in, in charge here. We are in charge right here. If we will just come together as God's own church, as the body of Christ, let's start acting like we... Uh, have that basis of authority of God's word. I have read some great messages. Abraham Lincoln, four score and seven years ago, our forefathers, President Kinney, asked not what your country can do for you, but rather what you can do for your country. Winston Churchill, I've just begun to fight. Martin Luther King, I had a dream today. But the greatest message ever spoken comes from the pages of this book. And that message is that whosoever believes in the Son of God will have everlasting life. That is the most powerful message on planet Earth today. Way back in the 90s, we were trying all that we can to look youthful. The wife said to her husband, do I look 45? He said, no. But you used to. He's dead now. There's a new youth cream for, for the aged. You just rub it on, and three days later, you get pimples. <laughs> I know they're old jokes. Listen, one day you're going to die. And if you're not ready to die, you're not ready to live. But if this book is in you, they can write on that lid of your coffin, he or she is not here. For he or she has risen. Glory to God. He believed or she believed in the resurrection of the Son of Almighty God. It's this book, my friend. The Word of Almighty God. And it is the secret of divine health and divine healing. Listen to Psalms 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. Say it with me. He sent his word and healed them. Proverbs 3 and 8. My son, forget not my law. That's the Bible. Forget in length of days and long life and peace shall it be added unto you. Length of days and long life shall be the reading of the word after unto you. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. A navel is the source of life in a mother's body. God is saying the word is the source of life. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4 and 22. The word of God is life to these who find them. Health to all of their flesh. Do you want to be healthy? I know some of you do. Some of you that are listening around the world right now. You want to be healthy. We used to belong to a gym. We'd be, we see people pumping iron. I have to do the front of the mirror. It escapes me. I don't know what they do that in front of a mirror for. There they are watching that mirror. All five pounds 
I've got a better deal for you today. Read this book. This is a manufacturer's manual of your heart, your mind, your body, and your soul. And when you read, whew, when you read this, it revitalizes you. It transforms you, heart, mind, body, and soul. It makes you a new cre creation in Christ Jesus, a new name, a new nature, a new attitude, a new habit, a new name in glory, eternal life in the kingdom of Almighty God. You can't beat that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're preaching the word of God here at Spiritual Awareness Today. We are preaching the word of God. No longer can you be that passive Christian. You see what's going on in America today. They're closing the churches. They've been closed now since March. And Christians are beginning to walk away. They're disheartened. It's time that we open the churches. The house of God belongs open. We can take precautions. When you read the pages of God's word, it tells you to go, go, go. It says, go ye therefore and preach the gospel. So I say it this way. Look out, world. Look out, America. Look out all those countries in the world today. Because you're going to go. We're going to spread this broadcast worldwide to every country we can get into. And we're going to spread the word that Jesus Christ is alive and well, sitting at the right hand of the Father. And we're going to send Bibles wherever we can. And we're going to get people reading the word of God. This is worthy of praise. Hallelujah. God said nothing is impossible for those who, who believe. So believe, believe, and do the impossible for God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. The Bible gives you perfect guidance. Are you stumbling through life right now? Are you going without a direction? Have your plans collapsed? Your dreams been crushed? David said, the word is a lamp unto my feet. Say that with me. The word is a lamp to my feet. I wonder, do you want to know where to go with your life? Then read this book. Some people say, you can read all these other books that are out on the market. You know, you don't go to a palm reader, a fortune teller. Don't go to a psychic. They know nothing. The word of God can tell you where to go. Don't stare into a crystal ball or sit under a pyramid humming. Um, read this book. Do you want to know the real future where the last war will be fought? Read this book. Do you want to know how Israel is going to go into war with Russia and five Arab states? Read the book. Do you want to know how 82% of the army will be destroyed? Read the book. This is the time that we read this book. This is the time to come before our Lord Jesus Christ with a revival in this country. There's still time for prosperity to set in, but we have to look for it. Did you know that there is going to be a world war, a worldwide collapse of its investment economy? The entire inter international economy will collapse. There will be a one world order, a one world currency, a one world church, a one world dictator. It's coming. It's coming. Socialism is a start. And if you doubt my word, I want you to look at what happened around the world, in today's world. Did you know that all that is coming and that it, it could come in your next breath? Read the word of God. Read the word of God. My friend, there's still time for you to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ.
Do you want to know the next most exciting thing that is about to happen? That thing is called the rapture. That thing is called the rapture of the church, and it's coming, and it's coming soon. Every prediction is, it's coming soon. But if know that, that time and that date, and knoweth no man. But it's coming. Do you want to know when? Read the book. The rapture of the church, where the dead in Christ will rise, and the trump of God will sound, and, and we which are alive and remain will be caught up with him in the air. It's going to happen. Ready or not. Here he comes. Jesus may be here before he, today is over. So come to the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, come. Come. Walk in forgiveness. Find the Lord Jesus Christ today. Find salvation. It's here for you. It's waiting just for you. If you're ready for that salvation... I'm going to give you that opportunity. It's a very simple thing that you need to do. I want you to know that when you die, and you are, and when you stand before the judgment throne of God, and you will, you're going to be judged according to the standards of this book. Not by what your preacher says. <coughs> Excuse me. Not by what your priest told you. Not by what the pages uh, or, or the Pope believes. Not what you were taught in a university. Not uh, your, your back porch philosopher said. You're going to be judged out of the word of Almighty God. That's this Bible I'm holding in my hand right now. It's, that's not what I say. That's what God says. I challenge you today to read this book every day. And so shall you be established, and so shall this nation and this church be healed. Right now, I wonder, could you bow your head with me? Just bow your head wherever you are, unless you're driving down the road. Don't bow your head then. As we go into prayer, I wonder about your salvation. Are you affirmed in your salvation? Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? You will spend eternity somewhere. Today, I want to pray before we say this. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you in prayer and in faith. Believing it is written in your word that Jesus came to the save the lost. And that you wish all men and women to be saved and to know your divine truth. Therefore, Father, we bring those that are listening right now who wish to come and hear this prayer and say this prayer. We bring them before you this day. And Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ and loose you from the activities of those who are coming to the Lord in their lives. Father, we ask the Lord of the harvest to thrust the perfect labor into his or her path, a laborer to share the gospel in a special way so that he or she will listen and understand it as your laborer ministries to them. We believe that they will come to their senses and come out of the snare of the devil who has held them captive and make Jesus the Lord of their life. In Jesus' name, I pray that prayer. Amen and amen. If you said that prayer or listened to that prayer and you feel that this is the time that Jesus is calling you to come home, to come and be a part of the kingdom of God, I pray that you would say this simple prayer with me. Just repeat it after me, would you? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness for my sins. I believe you died for my sins. 
and rose from the dead. I turned my sins, I turned from my sins, and I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Truly, you are the bread of life. Now, Jesus, I pray that you would change my life. Make me worthy. I cover myself in the blood of Jesus and accept you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. My friend, if you just prayed that prayer of salvation, spiritual awareness, would like to personally welcome you to the family of God. You are a new creation, and the old has passed away in all things have become new in your life. And we at Spiritual Awareness Ministries are so glad you came upon this broadcast and accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've made the most important decision of your life, and God has wonderful future planned out for you and a unique, unique purpose for your life. Your life has significance. Now that you're a child of God, there's so many benefits. Forgiveness of sin, healing for your physical body, your your mind, your soul, financial blessings and protection. And you have the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you. May the Lord bless you. Well, glory to God. If you say that prayer... Excuse me, we want to welcome you into the family of God. Uh, just a short announcement, uh, spiritual awareness is uh, reaching out to the homeless, uh, also the homeless veterans that are in our area, all homeless that are in our area, that camp along the river, the Colorado River that runs through uh, all the way from Bullhead City all the way to Needles. We're reaching out all the way to Havasu and... Uh, we're, we're trying to get uh, supplies for them, for tents, uh, sleeping bags, uh, homeless bags. Um, and uh, financially, we're just asking our listeners to, to uh, maybe pray and ask God if, if uh, possibly he could make a love offering uh, to the ministry that we might be able to reach out and help these uh, homeless folks with winter coming on. It does get cold, contrary to what people believe about Bullhead City and Havasu. It does get cold here in the wintertime. So we're asking that if if God, uh, if you pray and God so desires to uh, ask you to give a love offering, there is a place on our website. If you're listening on other venues, uh, you'd have to go to the spiritual awareness, all one word, spiritualawareness.net, uh, and you can donate there via... Uh, the donate button it'll take you to uh where you can donate there or you go down to the bottom you'll see our our um, p.o box and you can donate there uh it's a wonderful wonderful opportunity to reach out and help the homeless we have case a case manager will go out and we will help them with their uh housing needs and get them with resources that will help them be housed uh and we will try to get them whether it be veterans or homeless uh, we'll get them with the right resources. Uh, we will also help with uh, uh, trying to get them on disability if that's the case. Uh, so it's not just trying to get them, you know, uh, getting, getting them by. We try to get them moving to the right direction to get them off the street. So with that, uh, also, if the Lord should put on your heart to help uh, to keep keep us on the, on the uh, uh, broadcast, uh, it's tough right now. Uh, because we're not getting a lot of uh, assistance um, financially to stay on the broadcast. Uh, if the Lord, I'd like you to pray about that. And if the Lord uh, should touch you to send in a love offering, uh, please put on there uh, which one it's for uh, so that we can um, put it in the right 
direction. Uh, we do need help trying to stay on the air. Uh, times are tough all over. We know that people are out of work. But if the Lord should, when you pray, if the Lord should put upon your heart to donate something uh, to uh, spiritual awareness to keep us on the air, that would be greatly appreciated also. With that, may I say, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back next week. God bless you all.